Hello and welcome to the Chelsea News Podcast with me, your host Jack. In today's episode, we'll be talking about Atletico Madrid loanee Joao Felix and how he probably won't stay at Chelsea beyond his loan move. This is kind of loosely based off of a podcast script I did a little while ago. I wrote that script while I was ill, so I wasn't able to record it. And now I'm going to record it with probably a bit of new insight added onto it. I think that Joao Felix, uh, the loanee that we had from Atletico Madrid... He's a great player, but I don't think he'll stay, and here's why. So, Joao Felix's contract was a six-month deal from January until the end of the season, with, I think it was £11 million to pay from Chelsea, which includes his wages and all of his sign-on fees. That was an okay deal, but everyone kind of presumed it was under the premise that Chelsea would get the player for a somewhat favourable fee afterwards. Like, everyone presumed there was going to be a buyout fee or something of that ilk for Chelsea. But really, there's nothing in that contract that says that Chelsea have a guaranteed payout or have a guaranteed pay to Atletico Madrid to be able to buy him. Because everyone's presuming with that fee, you'd probably get Joao Felix for about £70 million at the end of it or something like that, should you want to. But no, there's no fee like that in the deal at all supposedly he was only at Chelsea because of the big rift that he had with current Atletico Madrid manager Diego Simeone, who we know is leaving at the end of this summer. So I think perhaps this could be the time that he kind of uses, he just bides his time at Chelsea and he just waits until like Diego Simeone leaves and then he can go and play his normal football at Atletico. He's obviously impressed, and I think Chelsea will be going out this summer to try and sign him. But I think that Chelsea won't be able to get him, because I think, should there be a new manager coming at Atletico Madrid, I don't think he'll want to leave. I think almost the new manager was partially put in because of him not wanting to be at the club as long as Diego Simeone is there. I think that Simeone, his football is becoming somewhat stagnant, and their results haven't been great since that league title win in, was it 2020, with Luis Suarez and players like that kind of carrying them to the league title. He was always misused under Simeone. I think that really, over this time, it's led to a rift between them, and you could have seen it coming from a mile away. I think that Simeone, he's a great manager, but depending upon the type of player you are, you might not necessarily fit into his system because he's a quite pragmatic manager. He likes to sit back a lot and he doesn't necessarily use Joao Felix in the way that he should be. I feel like Felix is more of a dynamic, explosive player. He's got a lot of potential, certainly, and he can help to drive Chelsea up the pitch. And he he almost did that for Atletico, but it was more in a kind of literally dragging them up from when they were playing the most like defensive football ever. Like... Was it against Paris or was it against Manchester City? They played a 10-back or whatever it was. It was a ridiculous amount of defenders or defensively-minded players for that game just sitting back. I think that he won't ever fit into that Simeone system. And whoever they bring in really determines whether he'll come to Chelsea or not. If they try to go with a like-for-like replacement, so someone similar to Simeone, I think probably the best manager in world football 
probably suited to that defensive style is former Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel. And I, I get the feeling that he'll come in, but I don't know as to whether in that system Joao Felix fits. I think he definitely fits in this current Chelsea system and we've seen that, but I don't know as to whether he will fit in the Thomas Tuchel Atletico system. Obviously nothing's been confirmed between Thomas Tuchel and Atletico Madrid and it's only recently just been confirmed that Diego Simeone will step away as Atletico Madrid manager after, what is, 13 years at the helm of the club. But I think, really, should you look at the manager that is at the helm of it and should it not be an attacking manager, I think probably a pragmatic manager suits Atletico Madrid better seeing as it's easier and cheaper to have defensive players and they don't have the biggest budget in the whole world. So I think that perhaps that would suit Atletico Madrid a bit more, plus they could cash in on the player. Reportedly, Real Madrid are interested in him, which I think would not be particularly the move that would be most wanted by both Atletico Madrid higher-ups and by Atletico Madrid fans, or even the player himself, because he would strengthen Real Madrid's team, he would provide them more options. I don't think he'd start for them, but I think he'd provide them definitely some more options up front. And he could be good cover for Rodrigo and for players like that. I think that he wouldn't necessarily get guaranteed minutes, which I don't think he would appreciate. I don't think Atletico Madrid fans would appreciate him leaving the club. And I don't think that the higher-ups would want to strengthen their rival that much. Because I think, really, he would be... He'd be good for them, but he would be a bit part player. He would be, like, playing, I don't know, maybe, like, 20, 30 games a season under them. Whereas at Chelsea, should he come, he'll be on big wages, he'll be a star player, he'll be... He'll cost a lot of money. And I think he could really start every game and show his Ballon d'Or potential because that's what I think he is. I think he's a player that definitely has the potential to win a Ballon d'Or at Chelsea, which is a big statement, but I reckon with this squad, should it come good under Graham Potter in the next kind of coming years, I think almost we definitely have the tools to build a Ballon d'Or winning team here because I think the Chelsea, if you look at the young players we have, like I trust in all of them. Like Kai Havertz is only young. And I trusted him as a starting... Well, I trust him as a number 10 or a number 8. He said before in like press conferences that number 8 is his preferred position. Obviously, he's not great as a striker. But I think that, really, should you look at it, Kai Havertz can come good. He's got Ballinor potential. I reckon he's probably one of, if not the most talented or underrated players in terms of his talent in the world right now. I think that um I think that Chelsea really are sitting on a gold mine of talent with him and Mason Mount and Reese James and all of Wesley Fofana and Benoit Badiashile. And I think Benoit Badiashile has almost that same level of talent as the others. I think Enzo Fernandez as well has Ballon d'Or potential. I think he's a real future star and I think he's a player that going forward will be amazing for Chelsea. I think should Chelsea get the likes of Jude Bellingham into the club, I think that will do absolute wonders for us. I think that 
there's going to be lots and lots of potential at the club. And with all of these young stars, should they all progress and should their careers all go to plan, I think Chelsea, this will set us up nicely and we'll have this team of the future that Todd Bowley has been planning. Like, everyone seems to portray Todd Bowley as the fool, but he, he's shown that he's willing to spend. He's not afraid to kind of almost whip out the cash book uh, or without 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 the checkbook in a certain to a certain extent and I think that really Chelsea with that willingness to spend you can certainly do a lot worse than dropping what 80 million on Joao Felix I think that Joao Felix is a future Ballon d'Or winner and should he do well for Chelsea I think really he can prove why he was worth was it 150 million pound before to Atletico Madrid. He he's getting a little bit older, but we've seen in glimpses like was it his goal against Fulham and stuff like Yeah, I think it was his goal against Fulham and not on his debut, he got sent off in it's them on his debut, but he has been probably with Enzo, probably I would say in his time here, our best signing. Like he just has something different and he has provided the almost the the difference in the club. He's, he's been in that almost Edna Hazard spark. Like, there's players like him um, in the squad, like Edna Hazard. Like, I feel like Mudrick has that kind of Edna Hazard feel about him. I feel like Joao Felix is dribbling. He has that kind of Edna Hazard feel about him. And it's almost, you want to see that kind of breakthrough star. Mudrick hasn't shown it. Yet, there was glimpses of his talent against Liverpool, but we're still yet to see that on a full-game basis. We tried to start him in a full game and it didn't go to plan. He came off because he had a cold. I think that really, we're looking for that Eden Hazard replacement because that was our undeniably our most successful time at the club or in recent history. Because with Eden Hazard, he could just kind of... He could drag us through games when he wanted to. He had the ability to just turn it on and win us a game out of nowhere. I think we're missing that as of late. So, yeah, should we be able to get the likes of Joao Felix tied down to a big deal at Chelsea, sign him up for the future? I think if he can keep replicating what he's done so far at Chelsea, keep growing, keep going forward, I think for sure he is an amazing buy at 80 million. Like I've said with Christopher and Kunku before, I've never done a proper video on it, so I'll try and cover it now. But I think that Christopher and Kunku is an amazing deal for Chelsea. He's probably the best. Well, not the best, but I I say he's one of the best young players in the world. He's consistently put up some of the most goal contributions per like per game and most total goal contributions in world football consistently. I think he's been up there with Messi and Ronaldo in terms of numbers over the last two years. He's been up there with Mbappé, up there with Neymar. So Chelsea getting him for about, well, should it be the reported 60 to 70 million pound? That is an absolute bargain. I think that him, Joao Phoenix, Mudrick, Enzo, Havertz, all of those players will link up really nicely. He hasn't been said to be this kind of striker player that I was talking about. I think he's more of a kind of attacking midfielder to like a shadow striker role 
I think he's he's a good player, but he needs to be understood as he is being at RB Leipzig. Because he, if you look at the player that he is, he's not the kind of the striker that will answer all of Chelsea's problems by simply being there to be the Erling Haaland almost finisher. Because that's what Chelsea wanted to do with Romelu Lukaku. And I think that really we need to look closer at this like this player and almost almost look at him and not make the same mistakes because Romelu Lukaku, because of his size and physical stature, he was almost touted as being that target man for Chelsea. And when he was playing, people were just playing the balls up high into the box for him and just wanting him to finish them. And I think... Really, you should just you should look at him with a pinch of salt and just say he's not that player. I think also with the likes of Victor Osimhen reportedly coming into the club because there's been rumours of Chelsea willing to spend eighty to ninety million pounds to get him out of Napoli. I don't think it will. I think it will take a bit more than that. I don't think Chelsea will be able to get him out of the club for eighty to ninety million. I think it will probably cost. About 100 scenes, he went to Napoli for, I think, 70 to 80 when he first joined there from Lille. So I think we need to take this differently because it felt like when Chelsea were playing with Romelu Lukaku last year, they almost played a different style of football. They almost, to a certain degree, they played exactly how they shouldn't in terms of when Havertz was on the pitch, they were playing how Roland Lukaku likes it. In terms of getting the ball to his feet, playing, like trying to play with him. And as a striker, that's not how Kai Havertz wants to play. But that's exactly how Lukaku wants to play as a striker. But then when Lukaku came on, it was almost as though they were always thinking, oh, we have to put it in the box for him. And it just wasn't functional, so I hope Graham Potter understands how Christopher Nkunku should play, first of all, and also how, like, this is all going to fit in, because if he's an attacking midfielder or a shadow striker or however he's played at RV Leipzig, I don't necessarily know how to explain it. It's almost like a... It's almost like how Havertz played at Leverkusen, there's, I think this squad, I think this is a good addition to the team, but I think almost as though we're kind of overloaded with specialist position players, and I think we need to get players to link between them slightly more, in terms of, we have lots and lots of the, kind of, the shadow striker, the Denny Alley players, in the squad, and they're not being fully understanded, because there isn't a necessary position for them in the team I think Shadow Strikers are starting to come back a little bit more you can see teams like Atletico Madrid as I mentioned them earlier with Gerard Felix they're starting to without him now they're starting to play Anton Griezmann in his kind of preferred role of a Shadow Striker almost role which is where Gerard Felix would play and we've got Kai Havertz he played his best football at Leverkusen as a shadow striker, I would say. I like watching him during the lockdown. When the Premier League wasn't on, I watched a lot of Leverkusen. They were my kind of German team to support, as everyone almost had 
when the Premier League was off, I watched a lot of Leverkusen and I thought Kai Havertz was probably the best, like, oh, the best player in the Bundesliga almost when he was playing as the shadow striker. Because I think that if you look at him, he's perfectly suited to be that player. And I think that almost you want to have like lots of different players. You want to have a backup for that. But I think that having so many players in that role isn't necessarily always going to be a part of every team might not be the best decision. Because I think that Chelsea need to focus on other roles first. I don't disagree with the signing of Christopher Nkunku. I'm just saying that possibly there should be different priorities for the club. I think that Christopher Nkunku is a great signing. He's versatile. He can play most places across the forward line. I think he has played as a conventional striker before, though it's not necessarily his preferred position or remotely close to where he wants to or should be played. I think that Christopher Nkunku needs to be understanded properly. Almost like a Timo Werner player, he's got to be playing this preferred role. Timo Werner also came from the RB Leipzig setup, and I think they're really good at getting like the best performances out of exciting young players. They understand them a lot more than almost Chelsea do, because Chelsea have to produce results. Whereas with RB Leipzig, there's a lot more time to gel as a team, and there's not as much pressure as there is at Chelsea. So I think you've always got to you've always got to give these players time when they come into the club. I don't think Nkunku will hit the ground running at Chelsea, but I think over time he will get better. I think he will develop into one of the best young players in the world. I think that Christopher Nkunku, you've just got to look at him as this amazingly talented player. And the fact that Chelsea have got him for such little relative to the market is amazing and I think that Christopher Nkunku he's a great signing for Chelsea I've said it once I've said it twice and I think I'll say it as many times as I possibly can because I think Chelsea pulled off an absolute coup with this signing he's versatile he can play anywhere from attacking midfield to the forward line and yeah I think possibly this is start of a new dawn for Chelsea in the summer I think that Chelsea will be like starting fresh once Potts has a full pre-season I think we should be good we saw a 1-0 win against Leeds which is not taking our form from before I think Chelsea really they needed that kind of kick start to their season Leeds are struggling they're not doing great but almost you wanted to see that in order to get Chelsea going again but I think Chelsea they needed the whole they needed all of the like momentum to start going again because the momentum was very much against Chelsea at the minute so hopefully this can get us going I think we could possibly try and mount a Europa League charge because at the minute we're still sat in 10 this is an appalling season by all standards and I think that we need to start mount- need to start mounting a Europa League challenge with the players that we've got we've got enough quality in the squad and I think the Potter knows this. I think Champions League is already out of the question. I think no matter how many points you pick up, I think the teams that are ahead of us will continue to pick up points. So I think that Chelsea are pretty much out of that at the minute. I think 
potentially Liverpool could break into the Champions League spots should they go on a very Liverpool uh, run of almost just winning every game. But I think that Chelsea, Liverpool are a couple of points ahead as well already um, of Chelsea. So I think Liverpool potentially could mount that kind of challenge. I don't think Chelsea could. So, yeah, I think Chelsea, we just need to look at ourselves and just think, really, do we want to be do we want to be signing all of these players? I think there's lots of players that we've been touted with. I'd like, really, you just want a Jude Bellingham and a Victor Osserman to come in to the club. I don't want lots of players to come in because we've seen the effect that it has on the squad. With lots of new players coming in, it's difficult to get them all to settle in and like know each other and know each other in terms of the style of play. We've seen it at Nottingham Forest. I think they were probably the prime example of this. It took them ages and it took Steve Cooper ages to get them all settled in. And really, I don't want Chelsea to be kind of always in this transitional period while all this players coming in, this players coming in. I think now we've kind of fleshed out the squad. There needs to be some revitalization in there. Some players needed to go. I think Jorginho had to go. I think... Lots of the players that are in the squad at the minute need to be phased out. So I think that this was necessary, possibly not in this time span, but this was necessary. And now we just have to make almost a Manchester City-like, the small, small additions to the squad over time in order to just make sure that we stay at the top. Because I think this squad will inevitably flourish and bloom and show us the top. And we just need to prune the flower and allow it to blossom, I guess. I think that Chelsea, they've got the squad they need to be able to challenge for many years in the future. They just need to add a couple of small players to it. Not small, but you know what I mean. They just need to be one or two players in order to fully get the best out of this squad. I think Jude Bellingham will Declan Morris to partner uh, Enzo Fernandez in the midfield. I think... And Victor Osserman, just to be that kind of attacker, I think the strong, um, like the strong kind of good attacking player that he is, I think is really needed in this Chelsea squad. I think he is the real deal. He's got the pace. He's got the strength. He's like an Erling Haaland kind of player for me. I think at least. I think the Chelsea have needed that sort of player, and. If we do get Victor Osserman, I think we'll get him. But anyway, this is the end of the video. Thank you for listening to the Chelsea News Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And what do you think about it? Should we sign Joao Felix on a permanent deal? Should we sign Christopher Nkunku? Where should he be playing? How should he fit in in this system? And really, I just want your opinion on this because I haven't heard a lot of Chelsea fans talking about the Christopher Nkunku because it's almost been confirmed to a certain degree and so there hasn't been much hype about it. I think probably that's wrongly so. I think that Chelsea are signing one of the best young players in the world. And there should be significantly more hype about him than there is. So I think almost there needs to be a bit more talked about him than is. I think there needs to be more talked about as to how we should actually play in the future. Because at the minute with the system we play, Michaela Woodrick, an £80 million player, 
with bonuses, um, not necessarily 100 should new reports be believed, it's literally sat on the bench. And so that's a major problem for Chelsea. And I think that really the squad should be allowed to gel more and there needs to be a way found in order to get them all to cooperate and play well together because the sum of the parts is not greater than the individuals at the minute and that needs to change. But what do you think? Give it, give the video a like if you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe and tell me what you think in the comments. Thank you. Bye.